Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rambling Viking Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. So, we enter, well for me at least, officially enter week number two of self-isolation and working from home. And um, what we're seeing, quick Rona update. So, according to Worldometers across the globe, we're up to um, almost, uh, we're up to 350 8,000 cases, um, 15,000 deaths, and 100,000 recoveries. And so some important facts to know is uh, the reported cases due to, um, in part does, uh, at least is my belief that, the supposedly exponential spread on some level is curbed by the fact that it's already has spread and then people are just now getting tested. Um, recoveries are only those who have can be basically documented. So you've been to a hospital and then you uh, <clears throat> and then you get discharged healthy. So that's that, that does not include those people who have um who are young and healthy and have had mild to no symptoms and got a little sick and then got over it and uh, haven't really uh, noticed much of a difference in their uh, day-to-day life. So that's um, that's an important fact to keep in mind that like there there's probably more cases out there than we realize, but then also there's more recoveries and less less deaths. But doing some quick math, uh, if I can get my calculator right, we'll do the figure out the okay so we're we are now at a four percent mortality rate so it's only gone up it's not good but a couple of notes are that the u.s actually has jumped in the charts and oh before i get into that so of so that's total cases um, that we know about. So important, those figures I just gave. So the active cases, so currently infected patients, 242,000. So that means we have a, um, and 231 of those are in mild and 11, uh, 11,000 are in serious. So 95% are mild, 5% are serious or critical. And then if you look at closed cases, so 116,000, we have 100,000 recovered, so that's 87%, and then 13,000 of those 15, or 13% or 15,000 of those um, cases resulted in deaths. So it's, uh, I think by all means, yeah, it's, it's serious. Really now the questions that everyone is, um, are asking is, What's the next appropriate steps? And I mean, for us here in the U.S., what do we? There's, there's, I think there's so many different avenues. As far as we've basically halted, halted, or slowed to halted everything, and you see lots of um, certain localities and municipalities that are <clears throat> like uh, <clears throat> they're they're doing mandatory closures, mandatory like lawful like. Uh, bans on uh, gatherings more than 10 people, people going out in public. And you're seeing this in other countries more, but in some places here too. And so, uh, for instance, I know in Oklahoma there's controversy over the governor, the governor 
you know, is our response good enough? Do we need to, f- like, the, there's been the suggestion, don't don't gather more than 10, stay at home if you can, don't go out unless absolutely necessary. <clears throat> but there's been no mandate as far as, like, mandating that, <clears throat> statewide mandating that um, businesses close or, or stop serving or do, do something else. And, and so there's some people that feel strongly about that. I, <clears throat> I ultimately... And he, the governor basically said, hey, I'm going to leave this up to um, the mayors, the, the, the local authorities there to do what's right and best for their community. And I think that's the right decision to make. And I don't think it needs to be a statewide, I'm going to declare this. I think he says, and and now, unless he sees mismanagement, but it's funny how people want to be able, well, I think this, people, people want to be able to um, manage themselves, but in modes like this, they everyone look, wants to look to the powerful leader who's in charge and say, you need to control everything. And it's just, I don't necessarily have that same feeling. I like the idea, but it, it's almost, in some sense, it's almost like we're turning and saying, rule over us, you know? Like, we want, we want you to be like a king. And I don't know, I just don't, I don't necessarily agree with that, but we'll digress. So, um, <clears throat> we'll do our top five countries in terms of cases. China's still at the top with 81,000. They've basically, um, n- their their new cases have been minimized. Um, they're a little over 3,000 deaths. Uh, they have 72,000 recoveries, so they only have 5,000 active cases right now, but as we all know with China, they don't always uh, give give you all the information or they sometimes skew the information. And so um, they, who knows, maybe they have stopped, voluntarily stopped testing or they're reporting. And uh, you know how it goes with a communist authoritarian government. They can't stand to look bad at all ever, 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 or do anything wrong ever, ever, ever. So it puts everybody in a weird place um, as far as what do we believe about and you know they of course there's always all these headlines that saying they're trying to blame it on America which is just hilarious to me because it's just that it's it's just that one it's basically that one person in the room who spins it just right to make someone else the bad guy even though they've done wrong they they can deflect blame and say well it's not my fault you know there's this and that factor in this and it's just like how about you just own it but Uh, I'm kind of over them right now. And then Italy is at 59,000 cases um, with 46,000 of those uh, being active. So 7,000 recoveries, 5,000 deaths. It's uh, really sad to see what's happening over there. Um, So they're in total lockdown. And then uh, America jumping up in the charts from just a week or so ago. We only had about you know, a couple thousand cases, 5,000 cases, we are up to 39,000 cases. With 38,000 of those being active. So only 187 recovered. 1,000 of those are serious. And just under 500 deaths, 467. <clears throat> so, and I think we're seeing the effects of that. Um, but rumor has it that South Korea is now able to crank out tests and they're sending over like half a million or something, or they're sending them across the world. So the tests are going to be, um, hopefully super widespread and 
<clears throat> but it's interesting to see how the U.S. has jumped so greatly. And then uh, we'll break down the U.S. specifically here in a second. So number four then, though, it was Spain at 33,000. They've kind of slowed a little bit, but um, 27 of those are active. They have 3,000 recoveries um, and 2,000 deaths. So pretty good ratio there. And then Germany is... Uh, go ahead and do... I'll go ahead and do top six because then there's a fall off so germany is next with twenty seven thousand, um and almost all of those are active cases they're twenty seven five and twenty seven thousand of those are active so um and they only have 100 deaths but 400 recoveries so that's looking pretty good iran at twenty three thousand. they have a thousand deaths um eight thousand recovered so twelve thousand active and so those are our top six. And then, it, and then it kind of falls off. You have France in double digits at 16, and then South Korea at 89. And, but, but it kind of falls off after that. So those are your top countries right now. And if we're going to look at the United States specifically, so New York is, I mean, the multicultural epicenter in a lot of ways of the country. They're at 20,875. So they are the bulk because the next closest is Washington State with 1996. That's how many cases they have. So we go from 20,000 to 2,000. Big jump. They have, and New York has 5,000 new cases. So they're just exploding right now. Um, they vote, they have uh, 157 deaths, um, no reported recoveries. So all their cases are active. They are a hotbed right now. So, uh, but then Washington, New Jersey, it all kind of falls off. And for those of uh, us listeners who live in Oklahoma, you have to scroll way down to the bottom. We're in measly 67 cases. Uh, we only have two deaths and we have one recovery. So, 64 active cases. But <clears throat> if every if all the predictions and models are right, then and this is according to World O Meters dot info and you can go to coronavirus and check that out they have lots of great graphs they they break it down they have all the numbers and i i got i've been to the world health organization theirs isn't that um, organized though it's not that organized and uh that site pulls from all the same sources they provide all their sources so you can check them but they provide uh, i think a more up-to-date numbers they 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 keep up with them better, and they also have a lot more visuals and breakdown and categories, and so it's easier to see. They have lots of good charts and graphs. Another great site that we're going to shift to is Corona.help, and so that's really, I mean, it's the same. I think it's important to a try and check several different find find several different sources. I mean, my first go-to is World Health, Health CDC, and then I came across Worldometers and Corona.help, and these are all good sites, so uh, definitely recommend those. But uh, Corona.help also has a very easy to follow, um, very readable um, breakdown of all the different metrics with graphs for literally everything that are interactive too. So you can check the date um, specifically on these bar graphs as far as infection numbers, all that good stuff. Um, so, yeah, they, I mean, they're really on par. There's no new, no new stuff for that. But they have things like a, a daily briefing. That's very interesting. They have a timeline. So, like, for instance, what is today? The 23rd. 
Um, so they say, you know, nine people died today. 99 people have been infected today in China. These are both in China. Um, you know, 56. So they, they really have, I mean, it's almost like a little social media thing where they, they, they have these articles pulled up. And so you, you can have the timeline in real time, really. But uh, go and check those out. <clears throat> now, the big question of the day is, how are we handling this? Um, how bad is this going to get? Are we going to get into a recession? I don't know. All I do know is that I had a dream last night that the XFL was the first thing to come back sports-wise. And so it was the only thing. And, then, and so this is like fast forward a few months. And the XFL is back and they're going to play a game and it's the only but it's the only sporting event that is happening and it's live and um i just remember i was watching on tv and it was like the super bowl like the stadium was full and there was buzz the buzz in the air was all about this xfl game i mean it was lit the players were flying around it was crazy um, I just remember it was really, really exciting. So if that's not sports withdrawals, I don't know what is. <laughs> Start having dreams about really exciting sporting events. And um, you know you're really desperate when it's just like I, I, the XFL. I want the XFL back here. <laughs> but uh, just I think, it, I think it's just kind of an underdog moment for me where I don't want this to cause the XFL to to die a a sad death once again. I want them. I want this round two of the XFL to work out and them to be a um, basically a feature league for the NFL and uh, an alternative, uh, an off season alternative uh, or off season football fix for um, all those football fans out there. And yeah, so but that was that was part one of my dreams. Um, I've been having as usual crazy dreams, but that was, I specifically remember that and just being like, this is crazy. This is awesome. But, uh, yeah. How much do you miss sports is, is, would be my question is, uh, what level do you miss it? And I think we're all, all of us sports fans out there. I think we all are coming to a realization that, gosh, my throat today that we don't that how much like you don't know what you have till it's gone you know how much we actually miss it and rely on it I just, I just still remember there's like the first day was the first weekend where it's like self-isolation and this was all getting shut down I was just like all right cool like I sat down on the couch I was like all right let's kill some time uh see what sports are on today and then I realized oh, there's no sports but and it was weird I just sat there for a moment was like huh so what do I do and <clears throat> it was weird, but I think I think pe- pe- a lot of people are handling it well. For it, for example, um, I know uh, I think ESPN uh, is what I meant to say is handling it pretty well. And as as at first they scrambled, but now they've gotten a good schedule of where they're showing last year's um, in, or they're showing previous years NCAA tournaments, the best of NCAA tournaments. There's, I know uh, this weekend they showed like a bunch of UFC top UFC events from old and <clears throat> so a lot of replay so it's so now so now we're entering like it's a real nostalgic period where uh yesterday they played ESPN and ate the Ocho uh didn't watch any of that but because I was out hiking but but nonetheless like that's exciting oh gosh sorry about that kicked my table 
So that's pretty freaking cool. Um, so I think that I think they've really bounced back and found a way to entertain us sports fans. Um, one of my favorite things I saw was apparently they were showing the 2008 uh, NCAA national championship game, the basketball, and Bill Self was live tweeting it like, and it was really really funny. You could probably find it on Twitter. I might be able to find the link and post it here. Um, I don't want to leave this page right now though because because I'm, I'm going to talk about this in a minute. Oh, I can always come back. That's not that hard. And it was just, they took a screenshot basically of, of some of his different tweets while he was watching this game. And it was amazing. I remember for whatever reason, it's fun to go back and watch like really cool events like that and, and, and live tweet something that is fixed in the past and that you could watch at any time. Like I remember one night I stayed up and somehow found through some, like, I don't even know, but through YouTube, I found someone had uh, posted uh, Kobe's 81 point game and this is I mean three four years ago they posted his 81 point game and they um <clears throat> like the whole thing and I was like I just want to watch it like I, I I know I was around but it's just so fragmented like I want to sit there I want to see how this 81 points unfolded and by the time I found it and started watching it was like one in the morning but I watched the whole thing and then I, I was just sitting there it was so exciting I was like I'm just gonna start tweeting about this and just was tweeting and so if you go back far enough in my Twitter timeline you'll find a slew of tweets where I was live tweeting the um well the not so live live tweeting of Kobe's 81 point game. So I think that's something that could become a a fun self-isolation quarantine activity is find an event and get a group of people, whether you're together or separate, but get and and get some traction behind it. Be like, Hey, we're all going to watch this and then live tweet about it. And I don't know, make, make it an event. Like basically just take a time machine, go back into the past and let's freaking roll. Um, I'm not seeing, I don't, maybe I didn't see this on Twitter, but, oh, another awesome thing was too, if you're a big, so for, for the football fans, for the Adrian Peterson fans, uh, people have been posting a highlight reel from like his rookie season and then just from his first few years and gosh, he was so good. I mean, so like silly, just stupid good. Um, and it's, it's an, if you're a football fan, if you're an Adrian Peterson fan, go back and watch those. They are just incredible. Uh, really, really, really exciting to <laughs> to watch. But um, more on, I guess, I didn't really segue into this. Uh, rough segues today. But uh, quarantine self-isolation activities, things to do. Obviously, we've got tons of sports replays. ESPN and all the other sports networks have a great... Um, I've have really developed a good schedule and a great lineup, and there's plenty out there to watch. There's obviously tons of movies. The new documentary on Netflix, um, Tiger King, about uh, all the different tiger people, but mainly Joe Exotic, who's from Oklahoma and just got sentenced 20 to 22 years for trying to hire a hitman to kill this other tiger lady who's been – they've been enemies um, – for forever, and it's a true story, so I didn't really spoil anything. But they really go in depth and they break each person down. There's actually three main players. It's really, really good. I'm only a couple episodes deep because um, I like to sit down and watch it with my wife, and she is still working. But um, <clears throat> on uh, on a fun political note, which is weird to say, <laughs> fun politics usually don't go like unless there's 
aren't, unless it's there's a there's a there's a negative uh, con- word verb in there, or there's a, they usually don't go together in a positive sense. So the lone conservative is on Twitter. They so tons of people did this. I'm sure there's so many brackets. I've seen fast food chain brackets. I've seen. Um, that's really mainly what I've seen a couple different ones of those, but there's all sorts of ones, but they did a conservative March madness. So, um, whether it's personalities, let's see what they had. They had the officials, right wing, right wing organizations, wild cards, and then right wing commentators. So you have, <laughs> so those are the regions and it's a, yeah, it's right wing madness presented by lone conservative freaking great. But it's it, we're in the championship today, so you can just go back and enjoy the breakdown. But basically what they did is they set this up, and then they set up Twitter polls so you'd vote every day, and then that was a round. And I came in late, but I got to do, like, the semifinals or the Elite Eight, I think. Um, yeah, I came in for the Elite Eight and got to vote there. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you who the final, final four were. So you have, like, officials. Those are people, like, in the government basically, like – um, the commentators are obvious, the wild cards, I don't really know, and then the organization. So I'll say your final four came down to d- our president, Donald Trump, the Daily Wire, and Ben Shapiro. So that's twofold. I mean, they, they really ran this bracket when you look at it, the Daily Wire and all those uh, involved. And then Comfortably Smug. So it's Ben Shapiro versus Comfortably Smug, Donald Trump versus Daily Wire, and it and Donald Trump and Ben both won those matchups. So now our championship, which is today, and you can still vote. So go to the Lone Conservative on Twitter, check out the, and you'll see their tweet, and you can vote in the poll today. And then tomorrow they'll announce the winner. But Donald Trump versus Ben Shapiro, I voted. Um, I'm pulling for my boy Ben Shapiro in terms of right wing madness. <laughs> right, it's right now is a tight race. He's got a slight lead as of me voting. It was 53-47 in favor of Ben. But uh, we'll have a champion tomorrow. I think I think these things, these types of things are incredibly creative. And I thought about trying to come up with one, and then I realized, man, there's a lot of <laughs> – basically got lazy. I was like, there's a lot of work involved in this, and I'm sure I could come up with something. But there's so many people that are already all on top of this. Like I'm just going to be another – it's, I don't know. I I got I got a little down on myself there. Mainly, I was like, I'll just enjoy other people's. But <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. It's pretty cool to look at. Go check it out and just look at. I mean, shoot. So you know, everyone. Oh, you had a Ben Shapiro versus Michael Knowles. That's an easy one. But I think all I think all the Daily Wire people won their won their um, at least their first matchup. Yeah, they did. They did. They had Michael Knowles beating Matt Walsh. Hmm, that's garbage. Matt Walsh has way better Twitter um, presence. Anyways, go check it out. That's super cool. There was also a fast food one that I that I saw and liked. Uh, let's see if I can pull that up real quick. It was pretty great. It's been a while. Uh, yeah. So it's been almost a week. But it was done by Jeff D. Lowe on Twitter, and he did, I mean, he had a real breakdown. There are places on this. This is the ultimate fast food and fast casual restaurant uh, because places like Chick-fil-A aren't fast food. They're quick service. So stupid. But they, I mean, full bracket. He had bag fries, Dave Thomas, no Sundays, Mac and Dick Donald region. Those Those are your four regions. And... 
and they're, they're all seated. And there's a lot of places that I don't even know. But I don't think this one was a vote. I think this is one is like you fill it out. But I'd have to print this off or edit it. So I don't know. Let's see. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to follow this guy, though. I don't know why I wasn't following. <clears throat> but I think I think people are coping generally well, and there's they're, they're, all the creative juices are just flowing. It's really exciting to see um, everything that's happening with uh, – well, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. It's it's exciting to see people being creative and coming together and coming up with fun ways to stay engaged. And thank goodness that this is happening in the age of the internet and social media because in ultimate connectivity, I mean, I've had, I have Skype meetings still. Like I've had video conferences with uh, small groups I'm a part of. Like it's, you can still be interactive and see each other and communicate with each other. But <clears throat> yeah, let me know what you're doing. Um, I got into Call of Duty Warzone, the basically it's Fortnite, but Call of Duty version, and it's a blast. My favorite thing to do is drive all the vehicles, particularly a helicopter, try and kill people with the vehicles, yes, even the helicopter. You can do that without totally dying in the cop- and wrecking the copter. Um, and then also getting the RPG, and so when I can't, if I miss them, if I try and run over them, or they're in a place that I can't get to, I'll smash into as close as I can to them, hop out, Rocket blast them, get back in, and go about my merry way. Merry way. So if you're playing that, let me know, and um, uh, my we can uh, we can squad up maybe. But um, you can you can do cross play and squad up cross play. You just have to use your Activision ID. Mine is the Viking Bus, um, cap capital T V and B. But go ahead and add me on that. Also getting caught up on some anime. And I've never been able to keep up with my house cleaning quite like now. So um, the big question though, looming questions are what kind of programs and bills and stimulus stuff is going to be passed? There's a lot of controversy on that. I don't really know a whole lot as far as where I stand exactly on it. I I know that there's so many different ideas thrown around. I know that both sides have tried to throw um, uh, things unrelated directly, not or not directly related to this crisis and this. They try and sneak things into these bills that are, that are just helping their, their overall and general political agenda, which I is so annoying that people do that. But like, let's just, let's just pass a bill that just, that is directly about this crisis right now and doesn't have like, oh, we can use this as an opportunity to get some of our policies in place that we've wanted to push for. And it's like, don't. No. People are going to sniff it out and it's not going to work. But what do you think the right approach is to uh, help people sustain right now? So you see lots of layoffs where people and companies are doing this so people can get on unemployment and you're seeing unemployment being expedited. I heard an interesting take though saying like, instead of, instead of, instead of doing that, just make it so if your hours can get cut. So instead of having to have people laid off, just have an hours cut uh, requirement. So if your hours get cut, you can say, Hey, my hours have been cut and you can, you can qualify for some type of special unemployment for this certain scenario. So it's like, say, if you, you get cut from 40 to 25 hours a week or 30, you know, you, you lose two days or something like that. <clears throat> then you can, 
you can get some sort of unemployment supplemental assistance, but still get paid. And then also um, the other question, you know, they're supposedly sending all of us, most of us, you know, like a thousand dollars or twelve hundred dollar check to be able to do with what we want. And and basically. That's going to be that's going to help people make ends meet. It's going to help people, um, you know, kind of hold off since a lot of people lost their job and or have or at least their source of income. And then the question becomes, so they said uh, this this person said basically instead of giving each individual person some cash so that they can hold them over. You know, what if we were to look to the businesses and give them some cash or or make it or make these make available some some low or no interest loans so they can be able to um, keep these people on payroll, make the payroll and pay them as normal, give them the paid sick leave. And so then so then you're not you're not having to dish out money directly to the person, but then to the business then I guess a lot of people would say, well, is the business going to use this for that? And I don't know. I think, hmm, I haven't decided on this as far as would it be better to um, allow some sort of concessions or loans or subsidies or something to uh, to the businesses who are cutting back on their personnel so they can be able to cover these people and won't have to lay them off, combined with a unemployment program um, without without having to be laid off, basically, if your hours are cut, then you can then you can get some sort of <clears throat> partial unemployment type thing. I don't want to call it because you're not unemployed, but, but you can get some sort of um, ba- you know you'd get an unemployment check of some sort to help uh, supplement that. And I don't know where I stand yet, but I'm on one hand, I I think it's almost better to keep people employed by businesses and allow the businesses just to continue to pay them in lieu of this as opposed to people having to lose their jobs and they just get this cash directly, but, or they get this cash directly and then that's just supposed to hold them over. Um, cause I think, I, I, I know for me, I mean, I've kept my job and I'm getting paid my 40, I'm just working remotely from home. So I'm very blessed and fortunate in that, but so many people aren't. And so the question becomes, you know, what would be best for them in that instance? And I don't really know. I don't really know. We're going to see it unfold some more. I'm interested to see how things play out. And <clears throat> I'll, I'm sure I'll continue to develop my opinion on what the best um, way to do this is. There are some weird recommendations where people are trying to, like, not just be like, oh, like, you don't have to make your loan payment for six months or whatever. Like, deferring, like, basically on when your payments are due but then I've also heard some talks of like, oh, we'll cancel like five thousand dollars of if whatever everyone who has student loan debt. Like, we'll go ahead and we'll, we'll knock it down by five G. And I'm just like, that's so yeah, that helps the person, but that's not really directly like that's not the most like obvious solution. Like, that's definitely that's definitely mixed in with just some ideological like. Like general policy stuff that you want to see in the future, but then you're finding a way to spin it to make it apply to the situation. And I'm just like, how about let's just say you don't have to make payments for the next six months, or um, and it, and and we'll 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 suspend the interest on it or something like that. But 
to me, I'm just like, that's where, that's where it goes into like, okay, this, this doesn't, this isn't really the most straightforward, obvious answer to this. But anyways, let me know your thoughts on anything and everything, your favorite uh, activities, how you've been creative to keep yourself entertained. How are you dealing with the cabin fever? I know a lot of people are going hiking. I know that because I went hiking yesterday and there was a crap ton of people. And so I was like so much for this being an isolating activity, but the good news is because it's out I don't know. I I say the good news and I don't really know if there was good news to it, except got out of the house, got to hike a little bit and that was nice. But, um, uh, yeah, for those, for those of you who now are missing your gym time, what are you doing? What are you doing at home? I found a Zuby on Twitter, Z-U-B-Y. He's posted some home workout stuff. It's pretty good. I think I'm going to look into it's like body weight squats and climb pushups, different things like that. Um, what are you doing to stay active in that sense? Um, and yeah, just let me know your thoughts. I uh, appreciate you listening and thanks for tuning in. Um, working on a couple different podcasts with some guests and, uh, hopefully one will be pretty entertaining, uh, about talking to him. He's a teacher and he's got some interesting, uh, if <laughs> he has countless interesting, uh, stories and, and different, uh, fun things to tell about his ventures in the classroom. So that's a little foreshadowing there. And then, um, yeah, but uh, we're going to keep cranking this thing out because I've got the time to, and it's so such a unique situation overall. There's still that part of me that is in awe in the sense of, like, this is going to this is a big historical moment. Like, this is going to be one that people look back on in 150 years. You're going to, like, this is going to be in the history books of the 2020 um, COVID-19 outbreak, and I just hope that it, that in actuality, it's not that bad. I hope it stays there because mainly it's like, hey, everything got shut down, but then it got under control pretty quick and we minimized the, the impact, but we'll see. So, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, don't let me know all your thoughts. Uh, the rambling Viking at gmail.com. That is the rambling Viking at gmail.com. And, or you can go to anchor.fm slash the rambling Viking and you can leave me messages there, support whatever you want to do. Uh, I appreciate your listenership. Please subscribe, you know, do the whole freaking rate thing. Cause it helps me and will help us spread and we'll develop a bigger community where this can be a broader conversation. But, uh, <clears throat> that's, you know, that's what we're going for at the end of the day. I'm just here to talk and have fun and hope you uh, have fun listening. Thanks. <laughs>